Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Welcome, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and this is Friday and the final day of Wine Week for Executive Presence Morsels. And we can't have a theme week about wine without talking about appreciation, right? Wine appreciation. So today we're going to think about a little bit about what wine appreciation can teach us about how leaders are appreciated and how you may think of yourself in terms of how people may experience and appreciate you. So um, before we go into the specifics, I just want to give two kind of overarching principles that seem kind of obvious, but I think they're worth stating ahead of time. The first is appreciation is subjective. Each person, right, is going to, even the most expensive, beautiful, well-known you know, well-known wine that everyone is, you know, really wanting to drink will be subjectively experienced differently by each human being who drinks it. There's no universal subjective appreciation of wine or anything else. We're all human beings with different bodies, different experiences, different, you know, sensations or sensors for our different sensory pieces and our brains all work slightly differently. So we all, we all experience things slightly differently. There's no such thing as a as an exact same experience between two people. Now there's great overlap, right? I can tell that I'd rather have, you know, Haagen-Dazs ice cream than, you know, maybe some no brand, you know, no name ice cream. I can tell that I'm going to enjoy that better and most people would too. Um but even among that, that experience is is not so specific that you can always say it's exactly the same for everyone. Some people may have a lactose intolerance or just not like the flavor that I'm, you know, eating. Um, so you can never say that uh, one thing should always be appreciated by everyone equally the same. Second principle I'd like to share is our appreciation of things. It's really important to understand this is subjective to influence, right? We often think like, oh, we just judge something based on the way we think it is. But marketers would not have a job if that was true. We are all subject to influence from others, from uh, how we are in a given situation. Robert Cialdini wrote a great book called Persuasion, which talks about how all the different things leading up to the moment of persuasion actually have a huge impact on how you perceive and are able to be influenced. So those two things, one, that you know everyone's perception of you as a leader is going to be subjective, and two, that it is subject to influence. So if you have a whole bunch of people saying, wow, this person's such a great leader, well, more people are going to jump on the bandwagon there than not. So let's take a look at the four steps of wine appreciation. So the first one is look, right? You look at the wine, you, you view it. And if you think about that from an executive presence perspective, um, it doesn't generate executive presence how you look, but it certainly influences your experience of it because your expectations of what that leader look like, if they're not met, that's going to make it harder each step of the way beyond the look once that person opens their mouth to come off with executive presence. So I always like to make that distinction. Your appearance does not generate executive presence. It's, it's, it's a part of the overall thing that's happening, but it doesn't generate it itself because there's plenty of people who look the part and as soon as they open their mouth, 
you're like, oh boy, yeah, no, not what I thought was going to happen. The second part, uh, or the second and third steps, I'm going to lump them together for um, leadership perspective, um, is the smell and the taste, right? So this is really more the experience, right? Because before you were just looking at it, you were viewing it, but the smell and the taste, that's like you're actually ingesting it, you're, you're interacting with it. So as a leader, how are people experiencing you as you talk, as you respond, as you listen, right? As you're in the room, what energy are you putting out? How are they experiencing that? And will be a key part as well, in addition to how you look, for how they appreciate you as a leader. And the last part, and I was kind of surprised by this because I hadn't really thought about this, so I'm glad um, I'm doing this uh, sort of wine metaphor, is thinking about it, right? How you reflect back on what you've just experienced and the meaning of it to you and the timeliness and the impact, right? Because it's not just what happens in the moment. We actually form our meaning or part of our meaning, maybe a lot of our meaning, after the experience has been happened, right? We continue to write stories about how great it was or how important or how horrible it was or, or what it meant to you. So those four steps, how you look, right? The smell and the taste, right? Like how you engage with people and how they experience you. And then four, think how people process you and make meaning of that interaction after all are key steps in how you appreciate other leaders and how other people will appreciate you as a leader. So think about this in terms of what leaders are appreciated more in general and why that might be. So today, what I'd love for you to do is think about who are the leaders that you really appreciate and, and why do you appreciate them so much? And after you think about that, think about why others may appreciate you as a leader and subjectively why some other people might not. And once you understand that, Right. Once you understand what people appreciate you and what people might not, how do you choose how to move forward with that knowledge? And what I always like to advise people, because this is always a dilemma, right? The whole authenticity dilemma. It's like, oh, I'm a certain way. I have a personality. I don't want to change to be someone else or to make other people happy. I want to be authentic. Right. But often that can be a trap because for some people, being authentic just means being a jerk and disregarding what anyone else thinks. And it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, um, being fake, right? So it's like, where do you draw the line uh, between those two poles? And, and what I like to advise people is when you make a choice based on who you really are and how you will best serve others, that's the choice that provides your best leadership. Unfortunately, what happens is often we make our choices not on that, not on how we will best serve others based on who we are, but based on fear or ego. So if you take an honest look at what's going on and whether you should say this or not say this or do this or not do this, ask yourself a really tough question, right? Like what is driving your hesitation? Is it your fear of something or your ego or is it that you're not convinced that this will be the best way that you will serve others based on who you truly are and how you're meant 
to serve people. And that will help you decide and, I think, sleep better at night when you make these decisions. Well, thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. My name is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Thanks so much for listening to Wine Week. Next week, coming up, Chess Week. Can't wait. If you like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsors. Do you think being different should hurt your career? Do you see enough people like you at the next level or higher? Are you content to accept others' limited view of your potential? And if not, is this the year you will make your move? This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and if you want to jumpstart 2022, I invite you to join us for the Executive Presence and the Diversity Dilemma Workshop, where we will reveal how you can thrive in spaces where your presence may still be seen as an anomaly. We will cover how Executive Presence is actually generated, how to overcome negative preconceptions, and the secret to making your authenticity an asset and not a liability. All attendees will receive free access to my online course and my ebook, Unlock Your Executive Presence, Feel Like a Boss. Space is limited, so register now at connectioncounselor.com slash workshop to reserve your space. That's connectioncounselor.com slash workshop. Thank you. Hi, it's Joe, the Connection Counselor, and welcome to Executive Presence Morsels chess week. So last week we talked about wine and how some of those ideas may be leveraged to think more deeply about leadership and executive presence. And this week I'll be talking about a favorite recent topic of mine, which is chess. And hopefully you enjoy these theme weeks. And if you have an idea for a theme that you would like explored, uh, would love to hear from you. Love those additional ideas. Just let me know at joe at connectioncounselor.com. First off, a disclaimer, I am not particularly good at chess. Uh, I... The truth is, it's not easy coming up with content for a daily podcast like Executive Presence Morsels. One way I keep things fresh is by constantly learning from others. An easy and convenient way to do this is through audiobooks, and the Rolls-Royce of audiobooks is Audible. Today, our listeners can try a free 30-day trial of Audible Premium Plus, which gives you credits for up to two premium titles of your choosing, access to the Audible Plus catalog of podcasts, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible originals. It's a buffet and no credits needed. And a friendly email reminder before your trial ends. Go to www.connectioncounselor.com slash bookme to sign up. And while you're there, check out my latest book reviews. Thank you for supporting our show. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you again. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence morsel. So.